Hello, good people. Today, I want to talk about your sales operations career and how to think about it so that you're, you align yourself accordingly with the right kind of company so that you can get the most out of your day to day. This is the Sales Ops Effect, where we strengthen our skills as strategic leaders to grow businesses with integrity. This first came up when I was mentoring someone, and it's something that I make sure to include in my sales operations leadership skills training. It's about really thinking about the kind of company that you want to work for. For a lot of us, when we were growing up, it was just you take a job that pays you well and the people aren't terrible, and that was good enough. But it's not good enough. It's difficult to be in a company where the culture and the speed of it doesn't align to you personally. Um, and I really want to hammer that home for people who have um, general differences, neurodivergencies, disabilities, because that speed and the intensity does really make a difference. And the key thing that I want to focus on is the company size. So there are a lot of things, there's company size, there's industry, like specifically what you're doing, whether it's remote work or in the office, and that even what you want can change depending on how old you are, for example. If you're younger, you might want to be in the office more because you, you might want that camaraderie, right? But let's start with company size. So if you've been listening to me for a little while, I've said this before and I'll say it again. Sales operations is a fundamentally different role when you're in a growing business. So 250 people, 300 employees or less than if you're in a larger business, a mature business where you've got tons of employees, a massive sales team, like, a, you know, hundreds of them. And because then you could end up having a sales operations department that has several people in it. When you're running sales operations, then it's not like how it is for the rest of us in, in a business that is scaling up, right? So you want to think to yourself, what kind of work do you want to be doing day to day? Do you want to be having lots of strategy conversations, lots, lots of coaching conversations, lots of fixing things or advising people how to fix things, conversations? Do you want to be much more involved in the go-to-market strategy? Is, is that the kind of things that you want to be doing? Because as a sales ops leader, you would be heading more towards a large business. But you can also, for large business folks, you can also find a really comfy place there if you want to be very specific about what you want to do. If you've been doing sales operations generally for a little while now, and you've realized that actually what you most enjoy is the analytics, what you most enjoy is doing that research, then I would strongly advise you to be in a company where that is your sole role or sole in a little bit which would likely be a much larger organization where your department has, what, four or five people in it, even more, so that you can do that the whole time. Because what's going to happen is if you love analytics and you're in a smaller organization where you have to wear many hats, you're only going to be able to do the work that you actually enjoy for a percent of the time. And again, we were told a lot, growing up that, you know, you're lucky if you get to do anything that you enjoy, a lot of us anyway. But no, you, you can 
there are enough companies for you to be able to pick and choose. You can just figure out what it is that you'd like to do and do more of that. All because you started off as sales ops, that doesn't mean you can't go into sales intelligence. I was doing lots of sales ops tech. I was a CRM manager. That is how I started off. I ran operations in a much smaller company and ended up running the CRM as well. So I started off as tech, but quite obviously ended up going into the full sales operations management because that's my jam. That's what works with me. I'm a project manager. It's sales operations is my specialism. So making sure the whole system works, that's, that's fantastic for me. So if you just like tech, go and be a CRM manager. If you just like analytics, be the analytics person. If you just like the bid bid management, then you can do bid management full time in a much larger organization and just do that. You don't have to, because you've been doing sales ops, stay at sales ops level in a smaller, medium business forever. You don't have to do that. And you'd be doing yourself a disservice as well as the people that your role is supposed to support. Because if you don't enjoy it, at least, you know, half of the time, it's going to be really difficult. This this work can be intense. So there's no need to stay in a place that you don't want to be. And then right on the other scale, um, one of my former mentees, when we were having this discussion through our training, she realized that she wanted to be right at the beginning, as much at the beginning as possible. So she focuses on startups. So all of her stuff has been in, well, after I first trained her, because that was in a large organization, she's just been in startups, startups, startups. She's at her third one now. And she loves it. She loves the really tight knit between 20 and 50 people. I think there's 50 people in the one that she's at now. I think she'd maybe go up to a hundred, but she likes being there at the beginning because she can create the processes and the systems rather than having to fix them in a much larger organization it's almost impossible to think about fixing systems there's so much more politics in a large organization because systems and processes have been in place for years and so so many things are built up around them that to change one thing means to change 50 other things Whereas in a small business or a medium business, in a, so- a small business, you probably don't have any systems or you've got systems that people know in their brains and that's it. And in a medium sized business, in a growing business, you've got some systems and n- no systems in some places or processes. And they are half being followed and half not being followed. But everybody's very aware that if we could just sort it out, it'd be easier for everyone. And that's the difference. It's like, what kind of work do you want to do? So she enjoys getting in there at the beginning. I much more enjoy being in there at the growing business stage, the medium business stage where you've got some history, you've got some data, you've got people actively working. The momentum is already there. I don't want to help try try to build it because I just don't find that enjoyable. She does. She loves building the momentum and creating things from that standpoint. I I would be very, very annoyed. (laughs) And... That's my point. Figuring out what works for you and then aligning accordingly. Because again, that's just company size at the very least. It's it's a generalization. But you know what I'm getting at. If you know that 
a company is of a certain size, you can presume and through the interview process, you can ask these questions that they are going to be at certain kinds of maturity levels. So what do you actually want to do? That's okay. You don't have to take a company from the very beginning and see it through to the very end. You don't have to do that. Your sweet spot could be in the middle. It could be at the beginning or it could be at the end. And that's okay. And, you know, so that's just company size. If we're thinking about being remote or or being in the office, like I say, it depends on what you want. I had no idea how much I preferred working at home. <clears throat> Sorry, working at home. I had no idea how much I preferred working at home until the pandemic happened. I didn't know that I needed it. I didn't know that I needed that space to think because the work that I specifically did didn't actually require me to be in the office the whole time. It didn't require me to be in people's faces and having those conversations the whole time. You know, it really does help to have face-to-face -face conversations, but for the work that I specifically do and the work that I specifically did, I didn't need to be there. And also because of who I was, I am someone who is neurodivergent. I need more space. I don't do well around lots of noise. And I didn't even realize that I didn't do well until I had the option to not be around lots of noise the whole time. My productivity has gone through the roof and I was good before. I was great before, in fact. But, you know, it's, it's, it's worth thinking about these things because it really does make a difference. And, you know, the, the, the kind of industry that you're in, what you're working towards, that will be my, my final thing for today is I started off in HR professional services. So that wasn't providing like HR skills necessarily. It was training workshops. Um, and it was also employee engagement and things like that. Career transition, loved it. And I knew I needed to do work that had a real point to it, that actually had a real benefit to people. I'm not someone who can stay very detached from what I do. But even that in and of itself, I would say, please find a balance with it. Because if you, for example, if you're working in a charity and you know how much it means to bring something over the line, you can very easily burn out because it means so much to you that you end up attaching your work to your value. And that doesn't help because there is no end. There is no end. It means that every single time you haven't gotten something done on time, you think your value, your personal value is diminished. And that's simply not true. So I want to finish here with one of the greatest pieces of advice that I received was when it comes to work, it's you focusing on the quality of what you're doing and your own delivery, your own integrity, your own values. You don't want to put all of that loyalty onto any one company because you cannot control anything there. And no matter how good you think the company is, things happen. We've seen it over and over and over again. However, if you go through your career, knowing that you're bringing you what you've got 
to this role, to this situation, then you can carry that with you and you can weather a lot more storms. And if you do that inside organizations doing the kind of work that you want to do, there are going to be fewer storms. So I hope this has helped. Helped. It's just been a little bit of a, a little snippet of how to think about your career. I will be speaking about it more in the future. And obviously, if you want the full training on it and how to think about how to strategize everything, you want to go on the sales operations leadership skills course and community. If you have any questions about it, just ask about it. But you can just go to salesopseffect.com and look it up and see see if you like it. But it, it's a big deal to, to think about it like that because you can choose. You really can choose and just go for what you most want. And you can also choose to play the field as well. That's also a possibility. And it is what I did. I did it accidentally. <laughs> I kind of just went to, oh, I want to see if I can do that. I want to see if I can do that. I wasn't doing it consciously to say, let me do every single part of this function so that I can figure out that I actually want to be the person that manages it rather than rather than the person that knows all of the formula. I, I didn't I didn't know it that consciously, but you can do that, too. It's just worth knowing, you know, if, if you could plan it out, if you could be conscious about it, that would really help. So I hope you enjoyed this. It might have seemed like it was a bit all over the place and it was in pieces. But let me know what your thoughts are about your career and where you'd like to go wherever you are listening to or hearing this. And I will speak to you soon.